0: Welcome to the Plantrepreneur Podcast. So I guess this is welcome to the first episode, Plantrepreneur, myself, Louis, and we've got tomoy uh, as well. And really the purpose of, I guess, this first episode is for us to introduce the concept why we've decided to, to start this and to give kind of a taste of what's to come over what is hopefully uh, the next few seasons or whatever this kind of leads.
1: See where it takes us.
0: See where it takes us, exactly. So maybe it's good for us to give up our backgrounds.
1: My name is Damoy Robertson, co-founder of The Vegan Review and Vegan Inventions. Sort of had my own marketing agency for about four or five years, transitioned over to a uh, vegan diet and started looking at what I can do and how to basically bring what I'm doing, bring my passion to the forefront of this newly found lifestyle that started and you know being in the space for a little bit over a year now gotten to know louie louie gave me the call and said hey uh, you know i want to get this this podcast started with you and i thought it was a no-brainer really i'm all about marketing promoting vegan brands doing just anything that's new fresh for the space i want to bring sort of a, a bit of youth and a bit of energy to the space so That's what I'm about, man. Um, The Vegan Review is, you know, a media platform that focuses on highlighting not only vegan businesses, current affairs, but telling the stories of the unknown. And Vegan Inventions is a product sampling platform where we enable people to learn more about veganism and a plant-based lifestyle by actually getting free products and trying them out, which I believe is probably the single most important way that we can actually get people to transition. That's what I do. Um, that's what my businesses are and I'm excited to be at the beginning of this journey uh, with Louis and then with everyone listening as well. Got the call up. <laughs> yeah exactly, Got exactly. The call up. random call up, we had spoken a few times before then and obviously we did like uh, a talk on Clubhouse, uh, did an interview with you for the website as well so I think it was a good fit man so yeah.
0: That was the genesis I think the the Clubhouse chat was so smooth and i think part of the the want to do this was to put out a podcast that was all about plant-based entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship and sharing some of the success stories some of the learnings ma- making it feel like less lonely because it can feel lonely at times and i think True. when we did the clubhouse chat we, we had to, it, it went really really well it felt less like an interview and more like a, just a free-flowing conversation i know there was a lot of value that was unpacked from that so it's how can we take that forward into more of a podcast event and whatever else comes from it
1: uh, type format. And here we and are. He-
0: and here and here we are. So yeah. But
1: Louis, yeah, yeah. tell the people about yourself. For me, well for me. <laughs> I know you. I know you. You would jump into a lot, but obviously you do a lot. So. Let i'll keep go. it brief i'll keep i'll keep <laughs> it brief so my name is louis blake
0: um i've been plant-based for coming up to eight years now prior to to being in various plant-based businesses i was working in football working in um hospitality had a marketing agency as well recruitment company various businesses but around four years ago i opened uk's largest vegan restaurant earthenham house now have locations in norwich brighton and edinburgh open another of uh, a number of other concepts since then various restaurant cafe hospitality concepts and then got on to invest in a number of alternative protein ag tech and various other kind of vegan startups and companies and I do love a talk as well I love it. I love uh, sharing the, the the good word about plant about veganism and, and plant-based business and trying to help more people get into the space I really have this belief that it's through you know businesses essentially creative solutions to problems and we have so many from from getting getting plant-based to the masses and I think there's so much opportunity and, and really that's how we're going to drive the vegan movement forwards is through empowering creative entrepreneurs and people to, to start and grow businesses. so the uh, the motivation behind starting this podcast was I didn't feel like there was anything that was in the space already that was resonating with me and with my peers. Between myself and Des Moines, having a network that spans to the far reaches of the world across, and as you do as a vegan business owner, you speak to a lot of people in different places and get to hear their stories and thinking about the conversations that we were having that were perhaps on the phone and thinking about how could we have these conversations and use the value from these conversations to unlock that for more people. So what you're going to find, I guess, is kind of the conversations that we we're already having, but now for a wider audience and i think as the as the seasons go on and and time goes on we'll improve those conversations and start to think about how we can take these into more specific topics and really the idea being to unlock the learnings that people have had to benefit more people i think one of the things i love about the vegan business community is that we're really focused on sector growth as opposed to competing with each other and so really it's about how can we add as much value as possible to as many people as possible whether you're an already an entrepreneur or you're thinking about starting a business or you work in a in a startup you have to be very entrepreneurial to work in a startup and most vegan companies do tend to be startups because it's all quite new and so yeah so it's a, that's the kind of what which what we want to get out of it and i guess it'd be great for on this journey to have as much feedback as possible and recommend the guests and topics and this is like not our thing it's kind of Everyone,
1: everyone, that makes yeah, sense. I agree with that, man. You said it. You said it perfectly. I don't know about you, Louis. Obviously, you're an investor in the space as well. So, when every time I log on on LinkedIn in the morning, although all the companies are startups, some of the money that's being thrown around in the funding rounds just seem to be going crazy. Even seeing brands like Oatly, you know, like valued at what is it, ten billion. You have these companies who have surpassed some actually quite well-established brands. And it's focused on all of the areas of the growth and what's actually to come. So it's an exciting time to, to launch this and be in this journey and actually speak to some of those people as well. Speak to some of those founders, speak to some of the marketers and the people working inside of these companies and even people who just have aspirations to be in the, the space as well. Yeah, I think it's going to be a very good journey that we're on. Again, excited to have you all here. And as Louis mentioned, if there's anything that you guys want us to speak about, if there's any areas, any topics, then feel free to let us know and we'll we'll definitely get you guys included and get your questions and your feedback involved as well
0: Equally if you want to feature as well i mean i think that's one definitely. thing it's about finding you know finding new new people and i think taking this to a place where you know people it's a platform for people to speak speak as well i know that we've had people at various stages of their entrepreneurial journey so far from all over the world different countries i think and there's been some amazing learnings from people that are operating in different markets with different challenges that you might don't have to necessarily have a massive business, but, you know, perhaps you're experiencing how the plant-based business movement is growing in one part of the world that can be valuable for other people.
1: Definitely. And we've got some, we've got some good plans to get everybody involved. We already know that. So stay tuned for sure. This is, you know, we're going to use this as episode 1.0, so to speak. And, you know, we'll, we've got already our guests lined up for the coming sort of season but let's just jump into a few things very quickly, both of us. What is it like in the world of Louis Blake running a plant-based business? What has your week been like? We were speaking about a few things, but just let the people know, like what you've been going for on a weekly basis. How you help yourself to overcome whatever obstacles get in your way and how you stay motivated. Uh, I see that you know you're in the gym pretty much every day i get in the gym quite a lot as well Then to start your day and to push through and everything so just let us let me know like what you what you do to just keep that up and stay motivated i think it's a really good starting
0: point i think for me one thing i neglected early on my entrepreneurial journey was um taking good care of myself not realizing that i I love to use this car analogy you know like if you're a race car like the race car will have to perform as well as the driver. And if the driver's not feeling great, the car isn't going isn't to perform great. True. And I think for many of us, you know, we can wear b- busy like a badge of honor. We can find ourselves doing long hours under a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. And if we don't prioritize looking after ourselves, the business will suffer as a result. So for me, that looks like, you know, having a solid morning routine, meditation, yoga, cold shower, doing something uncomfortable right at the start of the day um eating the right food
1: i see you're into think, the cold stuff Lou. i've seen you jump in, like frozen legs <laughs> i
0: love the cold stuff it's a challenge it's, it's, it makes you feel alive but no the cold stuff's been great for me i think diet as well you know vegan isn't necessarily the healthiest diet at times understanding the difference between a whole food plant-based diet and a vegan diet you know just just having a having a bit of structure around the day that, that you may, make space and make time for self-care and self-preservation is, is, is a really important thing and then the purpose of this podcast going back to that of building that network that support network around you where if you're going through it like prior to this i've just vented to you for 10 minutes about the mm-hmm. yeah, the struggles this week yeah what, what would you say what, what do you find useful
1: you know for me right i've i've had a very bad habit for the past i would say four years ever since i actually started working for myself of actually not switching off like ever I used to travel quite a bit and every time my laptop would be open, um, you know, I'd constantly respond to emails. Recently, what I've started to do is actually just switch off quite a bit and it's helped a lot. So I have like a steady morning routine. I wake up, get into the gym, figuring out a lot as well, trying to like keep myself learning. So the big thing for me now, as you just mentioned, whereas veganism might not be the healthiest diet, of course, but I'm trying to see... Okay, how can I eat a bit more like whole foods plant-based, looking at, you know, where I'm going to get my whole food protein from and so on and so forth. So, for me, my education and actually taking a bit of time for myself has helped me a lot, more so in recent weeks. Both the businesses are going through massive changes right now, and I felt like being a bit too stuck in, you tend to you tend to miss a few things. So, the past few weeks I've just taken a step back, given myself a bit more time and space. And it's actually opened up a lot mental wise. So, for me, as you meant, like just having a steady morning routine, getting back into the gym, staying healthy, going for walks. <laughs> a big thing that I do actually, I listen to Harry Potter on Audible, and I've just finished <laughs> that as well. So, that's like one of the best things that I did to just like relax my mind and stuff like that. So, I would recommend, yeah, just stepping back a bit. For me, that was that was really big for me. Just taking a step back and then analyzing <laughs> the full picture of things.
0: It's a pressure, isn't it? I think you know when you when you say about I, at least I feel this. I'm sure maybe other people do as well. Where you think right? If I listen to a podcast, it's got to be something that's educational all the time. <laughs> if I read yeah, something, exactly. it's got to be educational. But sometimes you just need that break just to have a little bit of a switch off. I, I find it with with books where I try and read something that's more kind of more of a, more of a narrative as opposed to just hitting me with information all the time because I think there's only really so much that your uh, your brain can handle. I, I like I like what you mentioned before as well about. Why it's such an exciting time at the moment, looking at the oatly valuation, and yep. you know, whilst I don't think necessarily, maybe money is necessarily the success metric for all of us in, on an individual level. It is certainly encouraging that companies are achieving these kind of valuations, and then this kind of money being put towards plant-based business. How do you think the the kind of the capital that's coming into this into the space is going to is going to change things? I guess what are you excited about.
1: <laughs> that's a, that's a good one. I think. Food is booming, right? We we're currently in a process of raising, and one of the key issues that we're facing now is all the investors who are impact-focused. They only target that to food, which you know, obviously, that is the number one driving factor in the space. If we change the way we eat, the world would change for the better. Um, but then, in veganism, there's so many different areas. You know, you have what you wear you have the technology, you have so many different things. So I understand that food is like the first frontier, so to speak. But I'm interested in like, you know, where's fashion going? I've seen there's a cool brand called Deserto who make uh, cactus uh, leather. So I've seen that they have like a concept with BMW now. And there's been like a a vegan BMW made that doesn't have any animal leather in there, which I think is insane. Um, And I think that's super cool. So I'm looking for like the other areas there was a recent report Bloomberg pushed out that uh, in the plant-based category is going to be worth like was it thirty billion or something like that in the next five years. I think I'm mistaken on that. It must be more, but that growth is like very attractive not only for investors but the exciting thing about it is entrepreneurs who are coming up now. They see that oh okay like I can do well by doing good, and that's something that I strongly believe in. I don't think everybody's going to have the same driving motivations to say like okay uh, you know we want to change the world and we don't care we can be poor doing it or we don't need a lot of money to do it like some people's motivation and their drivers are different the way I grew up I know okay money is a big factor to us we need to have money to then empower everyone around us and our community so that's very big for us um, and I think if you can do well by doing good then all the positive but going back to your question I think looking at like diversity in a space outside of food so technology um, there's a big push on like robotics when it comes to the agricultural industry as well and fashion i think is going to be huge uh what about yourself i know like you're big in the restaurant industry so you kind of focus on a different aspect and you've invested in a lot of food companies as well but what are your thoughts on the, the category growth
0: I think it definitely starts with food. I think that's probably because when you think vegan, I think a lot of people associate vegan with a diet, not yeah. the lifestyle stuff kind of comes second. I, th- I know that's how I came into it. But interestingly, you know, I see the same things you do in terms of fashion as the next step. People are very, very climate aware now. And so I think we're looking more beyond just the food side of things and the sustainability which which is in, uh, aspect, which naturally crosses over. You made a really interesting point, which we could we definitely go down the rabbit hole into but that's around um you know balancing doing goods and, and making money and what i saw initially when i when i came into the vegan space and started having companies in veganism in the vegan se- uh sector sectors was that people almost had this like this fear of making money it was it was very strange it was almost like you know we're, if we're doing a business for good we can't also do good from it for sure. ourselves it was it was interesting i think there's kind of this uh weird juxtaposition for the, the people had in mind that okay if i've got a vegan business and it it can't make money but i think this is something that's important for people that are starting businesses or in early stages is that you need to understand that the only way to take if you believe in what your business does and it makes a positive impact on the world the only way for you to do more of that is to have money Definitely. is to make money for, and as a can as, as an individual the more money you make money is like a vote right we can go out and, and place more votes the kind of world we want to live in by backing the companies that, that uh, match us morally ethically and that are doing good things so i think it's, it's such a good thing that you know that big either funds or investors and or all levels are backing vegan companies because that's also backing the planet and it's backing you know individual health in a lot of cases as well which i think has obviously been highlighted by what's happened over the last year or so and i guess we can almost like say that the last year or so has really driven us to to launch this right it's one of the things that's come out of the last year and i think there's probably been a lot of opportunity for people over the last year to create things and and, and do some different things that maybe they wouldn't have done previously
1: the amount of things that we've spotted uh, (laughs) that we would like to do if we were like if there was like 10 of us each then we could probably jump into it but there are so many opportunities in the space because not only of its infancy but just because of the, the shared growth that's happening right like there's so many different things to do. Today, I had a random friend called me up, who's not even vegan himself. He's like thinking about making a vegan chocolate. I was like, "What are you talking about? Like you're an accountant. What do you mean?" Make sure he gets us some samples, though, <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about it because you know I went into the shop and I thought I'm not vegan, but I'd like to to see what I can do." And there was nothing in there. I was like, okay, well, fair enough, like, do your thing, you know? So I think everybody's noticing just the way the world is going and our food choices and what is actually impacting the world. And people are waking up to that slowly. So with that comes a lot of opportunities as well. Just quickly, I want to touch on one point that you mentioned, and this episode won't be too long, but I do want to get your thoughts on this, Louis, because you mentioned, like, the the VCs and the funds that are now focused on the market. What are your thoughts on, you know, not the most ethical money investing in the space? What are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, I know we've spoken about this a few times. You know, you trace money back far enough that none of us can completely clean or ethical, right? And you have to look at what what's the alternative? If it wasn't if that money wouldn't have been put into Oatly, for example, where mm. else would it have been put?
1: True. You know, True.
0: what else would they have invested in instead? So I think look, you know, it's it's gonna it's gonna take that kind of money to, to come in to, to, to power a lot of these things forward i don't think any money is completely clean if you go back far enough and ultimately i personally don't care if people benefit from that. i'd rather than benefit from investing in Oatly than benefit from investing in shell Do yeah. you know what i mean that, that I, I think agree. that's essentially essentially what it comes down to i also think you know if you're if you, you have to put it take it back to the perspective of an individual i've got my vegan brand i know my vegan brand does good by the world i know that if i had more capital behind me I could do even better and make it even more sustainable, even better for people that it seeks to serve. Would I turn down that money? No.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm no. using it. If
0: I'm using it in a better way than it maybe has been used previously. I think that's the perspective that needs to be taken. I think, you know, I saw, I wrote a blog about it, about people boycotting Oakley. I just thought it was just ridiculous. I thought, you know, it's, um, is you that your, in behind. Is it, are you plugging your blog? <laughs> uh, do you know what? I don't even know if this. Do you know what? Honestly, I wrote that on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn articles, I don't think I even put it on my website. I think it was I'm going to check LinkedIn it out. Rant.
1: We'll add. We'll add. We'll add a link to, a <laughs> blog. On to say, the It's sure. on
0: LinkedIn. It's on LinkedIn.
1: It's we'll on. LinkedIn. Link it's not even that. on my website. I agree. with Effectively, you on that. Effectively,
0: that's what it was saying. It's like you know, it's like Oakley raises. Are we saying that only vegans can invest in vegan companies? Like I've taken investment from from non-vegans and I've also invested in vegan brands with non-vegans I welcome I welcome that I want their money to be going towards vegan I think through being involved you have an opportunity to you know I've certainly noticed that through having investors that aren't vegan I've been able to really change their perspective on how they think about food to the point where you know a couple of them have even become vegan as a result of being involved oh, in the business. That is, so,
1: that's sick that's sick So um, I
0: think I think it's interesting. What do you What do you think about it? Would you Someone comes to you and they've got you know they've got a big a big purse, but they've 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 uh, maybe you know not the not the most ethical investors. How do How would you feel about that?
1: I I'm on the fence about it for a few reasons, and I think this conversation you know we're going to develop as the podcast goes along as well. But I will start by saying this, and I'm not going (laughs) to name any brands (laughs) right now. But I will start by saying. I do think that the space needs investment from everyone. Um, And as you said, right, better an investment in a plant-based or vegan company than going towards Shell. I I fully agree with you. I'm a bit torn. Like you said, if somebody comes to me and they say, Hey, DeMoy, like here's X amount, you know, help to grow the business. And this way I know that we can impact hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, then it would be silly for me to say no with that. However, I think it's more so the, the control and the, the input that somebody has in your business. If somebody's giving me money and they say, I want to be involved in your business in the day-to-day operation, oh,
0: for sure, for sure.
1: they're not ethical. Then that's something that I wouldn't be involved with. So I'm on the fence about it. Um, with a brand like Oatly, for example, by, by no way, shape or form, do I blame them? I think the backlash that they received was, uh, was quite harsh and they've done some stuff after that as well that has received a lot of backlash. And I think the bigger you get, it's always going to happen in any industry. Like you can't definitely. really, you can't really win. Do you know what I mean? You're going to, you're going to win ultimately in the market, but you're also going to lose when it comes to like the die-hard core supporters who are the, the, the ethical vegans who are saying, no, you shouldn't be doing this.
0: There's definitely a way with that in terms of being able to, um, you know, just it comes down to the structure with voting rights and
1: yep. and, uh, and and
0: other things. So I think you can be clever with it. I think at that level where they've invested in Oatly, as uh, is it BlackRock that invested? Yep. I don't necessarily, I don't know, I don't know the ins and outs of what voting rights they have or what what you know what um, they can and can't do with the business. But that's definitely another another topic that we should, I'm sure we will talk about is when you are raising, protecting yourself and your role within the business because there's been numerous cases of people taking investment surrender in certain control and then find themselves in a position where they're even forced out of their business and perhaps people take it in a direction that
1: isn't where it wasn't intended to go in the first place you know do you know what I think as well when it comes to this like we have to we're going to be really practical at some points you know like we can get solicitors on board we'll just get everyone accountants involved like we'll have we'll have talks with everyone to just make sure that people have the information that they need as it's a 101 isn't it it's like 101 like you are
0: okay you're running a you're running a business what do I need to know and I feel like a lot of the time people are so and I've I've been this person as well and maybe I still at times I'm worried about looking like I don't know what I'm doing and I get imposter syndrome all the time anyway I don't want to ask the obvious question you know like I've ever had it where like I even had it at the point where I've invested like you know a fair amount of money into a company I've read the shareholders agreement i've not understood parts of it but i don't want to feel like an idiot raising it and i've just not said anything isn't you that know? mad like, and people mad.
1: i think i just feel i had a mentor who um he he's the managing director of a uh commercial real estate company and they turnover of I think about six billion a year right and in one of my first meetings with him he told me how badly he suffered from imposter syndrome and i was like what you like you have hundreds of people working uh for you and this is where you feel and then after that I thought do you know what whatever it is at no point I'm never going to be in a position where I'm going to succumb to that pressure because it's 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 human we all feel it but it's something that we have to get over like you said it's like okay where's the business 101 let me go back to the guidebook and if I have to ask those questions we have to because everyone goes through it for sure I've definitely challenged myself to do that more recently and I've, I've I found
0: myself doing it at times and I think it's it gives other people permission. you can often sit in a room and people will use these kind of abbreviations and i might be the one to say oh what does that mean yeah people are like, oh thank thank god i didn't know that either <laughs> i think people that's also it's also like a defense maker people use that to make themselves sound more intelligent than maybe they are mm. maybe that's also uh, yeah. something from that point as well so no, we've we got, we got some we've got some we've got some good guests this first season i feel like it's a really good list of guests and it's only going to get better so um, I guess just make sure you have a listen, need some feedback, connect with us on the Instagram as well. We've got the website going live. It's, it's all kind of happening in and around our other businesses. And the, the idea is that it's there as a support tool. So again, any feedback, any um, anything you want to see then obviously reach out anytime.
1: For sure. And we'll see you guys next episode. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur podcast. Connect with us at plantrepreneur.com. And follow us on our socials at Plantrepreneur Club.